0: This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, brought to you by Profits Plus Solutions. Increasing your profits, plus building your business for the future. We are Profits Plus. You can find us at profitsplus.org. This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, the Profitable Business Network. Now, the host of Small Business Conversations, principal of Profits Plus Solutions. Here is Tom Shea.
1: Good evening and welcome, everyone. Thank you for taking the time to come and be with us tonight. Our program, this is uh, Small Business Conversations, an event that we have been holding for about 10 years now, I think a Thursday night, once a month, almost every month of the year. We go out and we find experts out in the world who are willing to donate an hour of their time to share their expertise with us in helping us to learn to be better owners, managers, entrepreneurs of our own small business. Uh, Tonight's Small Business Conversation is being recorded. It will be on the Profits Plus website in two formats as an MP3 file for those who uh, listen on your MP3 player, whatever type it is that you have. It will also be available as a click and listen link on the ProfitsPlus.org website. Probably somewhere later tonight when our information stud, Bruce Giroux, does his magic massaging of the information and put it together in a format that we can take and uh, all download. Small Business Conversations is also available on a bunch of different podcast services. Anchor, Apple Podcast, Breaker, CastBox, Google Play, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, along with Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, Apple HomePod, and Google Home. I think I've got them all covered for right now. Uh, during the course of the program tonight, we will be watching our email. So if you've got a question, you can send it in to editor at profitsplus.org or to myself, Tom Shea, at profitsplus.org. And time allowing, we will get your question asked of our, our guest. Uh, Facebook, you can find it at profitsplus, or you can find me on at Tom Shea. Either way, We'll be there for you to take and uh, get your question in. We'll have a bunch of them tonight that we want to ask our guests. So let's talk about business for tonight. I picked tonight's topic because I think we're at the time of the year where all of us are going to be getting a bunch of flyers, catalogs, and things of that like in the mail. And as that's occurring, I want us to think about it from the perspective of our own business. Obviously, it's too late for you to put one together to send to your customers for December. Yeah, you might knock out a postcard or something right quick. But I want you to look at it and think, how does it impress you? I want you to look at it and think of, how long does it stay in your home? What is its staying power as it comes to your home or, or to your business? And then with all those thoughts and things in mind, I want you to take and listen to tonight's discussion with our special guest as we're going to talk about getting our message across to people. We're going to look at ways that you can, starting with the first quarter of 2019, put out messages to people and get them read by people, noticed by people, and to get people to respond to the message that you're sending, which is most important. How do I get someone to take and respond, to come and be my customer, to call and ask to do business with me? That's the idea of it. So real quickly, let me play you a little uh, music ditty we throw in here as we do for each of our guests each month. Okay, so uh, we're going to ask our guests why we are playing that one, but let me introduce you our guest. Uh, I, I read as much as I can about small business online, and the publication that uh, I like a lot, I would say publication, it's uh, an email, it comes out on a fairly regular basis, and it's from a company that has uh, one of their offices out in uh, Kansas City, and the name of the company is J. Schmid, J-S-C-H-M-I-D. And uh, they have some really neat things that they put out. I enjoy reading their articles. There was another one that uh, came out yesterday that we're going to talk about during the course of the program. But one got my attention, and I've been holding on to it because I thought, this is a good thing to talk about in December. Get people to notice what they're getting in the mail right now. Get them to think about it, and then put it in as part of their plans for 2019. So this person, his name is Neil Schuler, and um, Neil has a job with Jay Schmidt. He uh, has a title of the Vice President and Creative Director. We'll ask him what in the world that means. But we're going to ask him because of all the neat things that he wrote on there about how do you get people to notice your message? How do you get people to act on your message? And that's the essence of where we're going tonight. So, with that being said, Neil, are you out there, sir?
2: I'm here. I'm here, Tom.
1: Okay, so why did we play that song?
2: Yeah, well, well, the uh, what a beautiful world song by by Don Fagan is is just about you know the future, a better future, right? And and that's that's what we're all that's what we're all pulling for here. We're all we're all looking for uh, success in our business. We're all looking for uh, you know forward forward thinking about. How we can improve things, and and that that whole theme of the song is is, is what a beautiful world it's going to be when we realize all these things, uh, and, and if if it all goes like we we hope we hope it does, then we're going to be at the end of the holiday season, you know, counting our money and feeling real good. And
1: that's kind of what you do for a living. Uh, I get the impression from what I've read and what I've my conversation has have been with you is that. Um, you are a very uh, driven person. I don't want to say a perfectionist, but you're very driven and you you like to see the fruits of your work be profitable for the people who are following your advice.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I think that there's there's a couple of couple of ways to look at creative. Um, you know, whether it's a retail uh campaign or it's an email campaign or a printed piece um that you know you, you want to make sure that it's aesthetically pleasing and you want to make sure that it is representing your brand and 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 putting you know putting its best foot forward in terms of representing who you are and what you do but but at the end of the day what you really want that effort you know to to, to result in is revenue and and I and I try and look at creative from that that point of view yeah, I want it to look cool. Yes, I have a, I'm a creative person with a design background, um, and I and I want to be you know uh, admired uh, by my peers for for how cool stuff looks. But but really, what matters is how well it works for the client, and and whether or not that's going to result in an improved uh, improved uh, business.
1: So we're going to look at words. That people are using. And and so let me throw in some questions to ask you where all can we use these words? Um, Are we going to talk about yellow pages? Or are we going to give those up for dead?
2: Oh, yeah, for dead. Dead. Yellow pages. (laughs) I mean, I think. I thought they were, Tom.
1: Well, actually, I think the use today for yellow pages, for those who are not familiar with them, they are these big, thick yellow books that some company comes up and throws on your driveway or puts on the doorstep of your business in the middle of the night and you take these big things home and you use them for your children or your grandchildren and that they use them to climb up on top of things. (laughs) Exactly. That's about what Yellow Pages are for?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay. X on Yellow Pages, dead item. How about newspaper?
2: Yeah, yeah, same.
1: Okay, we're going to fairly agree that the the concept of a newspaper is gone by the wayside. I I took an informal poll early this morning. I went out for a walk. I don't know what time the newspaper person comes through, but I wasn't going to get up that early. But trusting that no one else in the neighborhood got up as early as I would and went out looking, 59 homes in the neighborhood and nine people got the newspaper. Yeah, Which tells me, yeah. right off the bat, the odds are like really, really against you.
2: Yeah, and and I and I also think that you know the I mean I love a newspaper. Um, you know, I'm I'm the generation where that that brings pleasure. You know, to have a newspaper uh, and and read through it. But I I think everyone is adequately trained to know that if you're if you're looking. For um, if, if you're trying to discover uh, deals or, or providers or services or goods, you know that's not the most efficient way to do it. And and that even though newspapers might be, you know, a, a pleasant thing to to to, to have, it, it's not where you go uh, to look for those kind of things.
1: Question for I'm curious. I noticed in our neighborhood here. uh, informal survey two people you and me uh i live in tampa bay area so we have this one paper left the tampa bay times which used to be the st petersburg times no inserts from sears this year so you're out in utah uh mm -hmm. sears have an insert in your newspaper
2: um yeah no it's not sears of course but we we do have we do have an insert program yep
1: No, but I mean Sears itself, the store Sears, did they have one in, in yours? Because they did not have a – there was no Sears insert. Oh, no. Here. Oh, no. Penny's had nope. one. Macy's had one. A bunch of people. But there was nothing from Sears. Yeah. I'm thinking, how many years has it been with a Thanksgiving day that there's always been a Sears in there? Yeah. And suddenly, yeah, right. no Sears. Yeah, interesting. So, okay. And, sorry. So let's look at things. Uh for those who are in our audience who are brick-and-mortar retailers, can we talk about signs in the store? Would that be appropriate yeah. for
2: words? Absolutely. Okay.
1: And for people who, for their business, write a blog, would that be appropriate? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see. What else do we put in there? Store signs, blogs, um, print catalogs. Absolutely. Okay. Postcards? Yep. Yep. Um, Print version of a newsletter?
2: Could be. You know, I mean, it kind of depends on on the business.
1: Okay. Um, Emails? Yep. Okay. Anything else that we're going to look at putting words to? Oh, oh, how about billboards? Will we have billboards in there?
2: Yeah, you know... I don't know. I mean, I, I think billboard can be an effective. It can be an effective um, vehicle for uh, a destination. I mean, if you've got a flagship store, if you've got a, a, a proposition that's centered around a specific location, and you know you happen to be on the Mass uh, Turnpike or you happen to be on I-5 or or something like that, that's fine. But in terms of Promoting brand and business in general, I I would say no. Okay.
1: So any situation where I'm going to do something that's going to have words on something, whether it be on a screen or a piece of paper on something that I'm asking the customer to read, if I want something that really knocks it out of the ballpark, you're kind of the guy I want to talk to, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Give me a (laughs) ring. <laughs> so that's, and, and that's why we called you tonight. That's why we asked you because, like all right, so, because that is primarily how we put our our, our message out there. Um, your your niche is is content. Uh, would I also use your uh, content wise if I were doing radio or television?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, just to to be clear, you know, I I consider content you know vi- you know visuals as well so you know it's it's a balance tom i think that um when we talk about content uh you you got to lead the the horse to you know to to drink you, you, it, it, what i mean by that is is people uh, when i say people i mean human beings are are visual creatures they're attracted to Photographs. They're attracted to photographs of other people. They're attracted to uh, things that are beautiful, things that are aesthetically pleasing. They're also attracted to propositions expressed in words. So um, you, you need, you know, to be most effective, you need to marry those two. And and I call them both content. I you know and 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 I think that getting people interested and 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 engaged. With imagery and design and delivering a relevant and powerful message, that's, that's the formula. Uh, it's both visual and words.
1: Okay. It's, it's a, you're using it as a methodology. Uh, while we are physical creatures, we're social creatures, and it must explain why we'll go to a movie theater as compared to just always wanting to sit at home and watch it why we would go a to book. a
0: concert
1: no yeah why we would go to a concert and want to listen to a group as compared to just listening on some device uh and why we would want to go to a ballpark to watch some kind of a game whatever it may be as compared to just watching the game on TV or even going to a restaurant even a menu the words you would put on a menu as compared to let's just Call some delivery company and have them bring food to us, so you mm-hmm. 've got a, a fairly broad spectrum of areas where you could take and message a person and this this is what we want Neil to talk about tonight so let's let 's talk on would we agree that um, email is probably the most dominant
2: well i I think that um And and, you know, in the in the article that I wrote that that you referenced at the beginning of the show, Tom, you know, the I've got fifty thousand right now. I've got fifty thousand unopened emails. Um, so yes, (laughs) right. You know, tonight, I I've got fifty thousand unopened, and I've probably in the last you know whenever I've I've read fifty thousand. My point being is that that yes email is effective but it's a, it's a tough nut to crack you have to you you, you have to apply some 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 principles uh, some some guiding principles around how you create that email in order to get it read and so yes the short answer is yeah email is key but if you if you don't do it well it, it's almost it's almost invisible
1: no matter what what it is that you're trying to deliver, if it's not done right it's it's going to get lost out there yeah and is that true for an existing customer as well as a potential customer
2: well I, I think that you have to look at this as a you know in a, in, in a situation by situation uh, you know manner that that it kind of depends on what your objective is, so if you're trying to reach uh, an existing customer and stay top of mind. And if you, if your goal is to be there when they need you, then your cadence and your content is going to be such that uh, you know you, you're always, you're always, you're always providing a deal. You're always providing some kind of an offer, and they may your best customer may look at you and say, you know, every day they're looking on their phone, they're going, oh yeah, 30% off or oh yeah, free shipping and they're not interested, but you keep doing this so so that people are are thinking of you when they when they need to send flowers, to buy a new shirt, to to do whatever your your offer happens to include. Um if your objective is to um, inform and establish a relationship uh, with your customer, whether it's a core customer or a, la- a lapsed customer. Then that content's going to be a little bit different, and so is your subject line. And uh, you know, so so I think it really depends on what what you're trying to do. Is it retention, uh, or or really is it uh, to communicate an opportunity that is time sensitive, or is it simply to just be there so you can you retain the sort of top of mind status.
1: Okay, so um, let me take and we're close to the right time. Let me take and th- toss in the first station break of the night. Get that over with, out of the way, because uh, then I want to talk to you because you mentioned the idea of the pricing the, and discounting deal, and I'm like, yeah, want to see where where that part uh, comes into play. So first things okay. first. Uh, it's our 20 after the hour station ID. Don't go away.
0: This is PBN, the Profitable Business Network from Profits Plus. So
1: our guest tonight, his name is Neil Schuler, and Neil Schuler is the Vice President Creative Director of a company headquartered out of uh, Kansas City. Or Jay Schmid, and Neil's area of expertise is the content, the words that we put together, the way that we put together our message. Um, let me point you towards their website to get to talk to these people because I find that what comes down the pipe from them, uh, their emails, I read them. I like looking at what the stuff is that they've got. I like to hear their their messages. Um, you find them on, online jschmid.com. Uh, phone nine one three. 563-4474. And if you want to write to Neil because you think your business needs to hear from a person who's got what he's got, what we're talking about tonight, you can find him at Neil N-E-A-L-S, as in Schuler, at com. So, Neil, we were talking about the idea, and you said the word discounting. The research I read tells me the higher – the discount that a business offers, then the less likely they get the customer to return a second time. Do you have anything that counters that or backs that up?
2: Um, you know, i i haven't I haven't read that. Uh, I can I can speak to my my experience. Um, and 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 what what that is is uh, I I think that the you sort of chip away at the integrity of the brand. Um I you know it it makes sense what what you just said Tom makes sense in that you know if if people if you if you're going deep and deep and deep and you're at 50 60 pretty soon you know you've lost you've lost the the sort of credibility and and you'll never ever get full price or even close to it because they're you know the the consumer's going to feel that as soon as they if they if they don't get that kind of a discount they're going to think two things one if i ever paid m- more than that i've i've been ripped off if they if they've got a margin that allows them to to sell at this kind of discounted rate you know then 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 clearly the product isn't isn't worth what they're what they're asking, and the other thing is and and this when I was at Yankee candle, I was there for four years, this led the creative department oh yes I'll tell you what the 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 uh no one would buy full price and and we you know those those candles were twenty seven ninety five in store in the mall we had six hundred stores and i and and no one paid that for it uh You know, it was a coupon-driven. It was a discount-driven business. And once you go down that path, whether it is a a a discount that may erode your credibility, or it's a discount that you see every day at twenty-five or thirty percent off, um, it's a slippery slope. And and one of the things that you know, one of the things that we talk to our clients about a lot is is you know, developing a cadence. And a, and a rationale for offering a discount and not making part of the, not making that discounting a part of your brand underpinning, if that makes sense.
1: I see businesses, and I, I, I try to get on people's email list. I just I like to see what people are doing. Yeah. And I have two that stick in my mind. One of them is a retailer of watches. Nice watches. I mean,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you can drop 200,000 dollars, and you could drop 1,000 dollars. I mean you're not going to find a $50 watch in their place, but you can spend nice money on it. Got on their mailing list, and every email they have is, "Here's what we got on sale." And then I see uh, another one, and they were a nice men's clothing store, and it's the same thing. Yeah. And then you mentioned Yankee Candle, and I look at the flyer that showed up on our desk this morning um, from Yankee Candle, and as I look at it, I'm thinking, I don't believe I have ever seen anything come from Yankee Candle that ever just tells me, "Here's what's <laughs> new. Come see what's right. new for Christmas." Hey, we've decorated yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. Whatever. It's always buy this, get this, or oh, yeah. I think the the mother of all it's just goofy things is a. Uh, Joseph A. Banks. Oh yeah. Where well, you see their messages. And the other day it was buy a shirt, get two free, buy a tie, mm-hmm. get three free. And it just I had a friend a retired friend who worked at one point. I go, How do you keep up with this? And he goes, Oh, we don't. We just punch stuff into the machine and trust the machine's got gonna you know, figure out all the discounts right.
2: Yeah, right.
1: So you well, create a slippery slope. So what what do is. we do? If if we we've Picked on the the discounting and and the deal aspect a whole lot. So what can we do? We've told them what's wrong. Please tell them what do we need to do in place of this deal discount item and price stuff to get people to want to read our message.
2: Well, this is is it's deceivingly simple. Um, and and when I say in 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 theory, it's it's simple. In practice, it's it's a lot of work. Tom, what it is is getting to know your audience, uh, getting to know your audience very, very well. Um, the, the discounters, typically, you know, the, the Joe Banks that you mentioned, the Yankee Candle, those guys, um, it's a shotgun approach. That there's not a lot of seg- segmentation in their list, meaning they're they're not they're not spending a lot of time figuring out um, who they're talking to. One of the things that small business has working in their working to their to their advantage is is typically a smaller to medium sized business knows their audience a little bit better than a big business uh, like Yankee Candle, um, and 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 so what I'm getting at here is that discounting is usually a band aid for not doing your homework on who you're speaking with. Speaking to because if, if, if you can be relevant and if you can provide something that is of value to the recipient then then you 're going to begin to create this relationship with them if if you don 't want to do the, that work if you don 't want to understand who they are and sometimes the work means uh, an investment you, know, you may need to do some survey work um, you know you can do online surveys they're not that expensive. Uh, but you really deeply want to understand who you're speaking with, and then once you do that, you can you can you can tailor the messaging and begin to understand what they're interested in besides discount. Now, I, I won't use the word lazy because I mean it's a it's it, it's it's a huge task if if you've got a, a a giant list and lots of segments and there's and there's a lot of touch points, um, but. But what I would say is the the easiest out is the shotgun approach, and providing a discount. So, um, what I would say to get to get folks' attention is to learn as much as you can about your customer.
1: I think you're giving credence. There's a, a saying that we well, we have in the form of a poster up on the Profits Plus website. Uh, we've always looked at the idea of item and price or discounting as being the purest form of just advertising. And our expression has been advertising is what you do when you fail to track your existing customers or you fail to ask your existing customers for a referral. Then you just advertise.
2: Right. Yeah, I, I, I think that pretty much hits the nail on the head. So can we talk about
1: content in the message? What needs yeah, to be Yeah, absolutely. Tell, give, me, give me some guidance
2: okay, I'm gonna give you an example um so you know you talked about some of your some of your emails that um that that you get and you know i, w- I was looking through my inbox today and and there are brands who who really um who really understand their audience and provide content um you know that's that's exciting and informative. And and I know you know, I know there's probably people listening that, that that feel like that's kind of a naive uh point of view like oh yeah, I mean no one's going to open an email for content that that isn't, you know, what's in it for me, right? The David O.L.V., you know, that that's no, the uh,
1: old FM station.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um but but here's the thing, People tend uh, to to engage with brands who who they believe understand who they are, and and I I got these emails today. Uh, I, I pulled down a couple from from the last few weeks from Room and Board, their furniture company out of Chicago, I believe, kind of a high end modern furniture place. But here's the thing with, with with yeah, Room and Board. Here's the thing: they 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 spend real estate, they spend subject line, you know, valuable subject line uh, uh, space and and content on their email. Yes, they will they will they will at, at times, you know, put forth an offer. But but their content is about what's new, why it's different, why that difference matters, and. They'll actually express how that difference is is manifest. In other words, they'll talk about the the, the folks who make it, they'll talk about materials. Um, they clearly have done their homework they they know that their audience cares about quality. They know their their audience cares about what goes into the product and they also know that 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 you know being exposed to what is new and what is stylish matters to their audience so it's not that they won't offer a discount but that's not their that's not the foot that they lead with they lead with content that's relevant to the interests of their audience because they've done their homework and they believe i mean i came up with an email today that was just it was wonderful it was about um I'm looking for it here. It was about um, yeah, yeah, the the Bradbury building uh, in in Los Angeles. And mind this is in an email and and it it's a link and you click through and you read about the design and the and and the design uh, the architectural detail about the Bradbury building. this is now this is content. That your marketing manager is going to say is is a waste. Uh, perhaps they're going to say, "Well, you know, what what people are looking for is is the deal. They're looking for, you know, uh, some some kind of a material benefit." But but this strategy is so is so brilliant because what they're doing is is they're really driving uh, an affinity for their brand through this the storytelling of things that they know that their their audience is interested in and and oh yeah by the way this kind of architectural detail and attention to detail and quality construction is also found in our metal line of furniture and they connect the editorial with with the material with their offer with their difference and and it's, and it's just fabulous. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what you strive to do. You strive to be able to do emails like this or, frankly, catalogs like this.
1: Something that touches. Bottom yep. of the hour, we've got to take a quick break here and then we want to come back. I want to ask you when we come back, Neil, to explain. You used uh, a word in your first sentence or two called real estate. Ask you when we come back to explain that one to us. Yep. Uh, real quick to everyone, our guest tonight, from J Schmid, a specialty company out of Kansas City. Neil Schuler, who's the Vice President and Creative Director. If you like what the man has to say and think, huh, my business needs to hear from someone like that, here's where you find him. Email Neil S, N-E-A-L-S at J Schmid, J S C H M I D dot com. Phone nine one three five six three 4474, we take a quick break, give Neil a moment to get a drink of water, and in 90 seconds, we'll ask him first to explain this song to us. What is it? I'm here, I'm here. Hope you got your drink of water. All right, Neil, why am I listening <laughs> yeah. to uh, James Brown?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's hard to talk when I'm smiling so hard, you know, I mean, who, who doesn't love that? Um, well, I mean, to connect it with our conversation is, is uh, he, he's, he's not talking about the price of the brand new bag. It's just the fact that hes he's got a new, new point of view, a new proposition, got a new gig. And, uh, you know, that's powerful stuff.
1: Uh, we'll come to that one in just a second. Let's, let's step back on. You said a comment in your sentence just before break time about real estate. Yeah. Pay, all right, so now where, what, is, what is the real estate? In, in the world of what we're discussing, what is the real estate that we're looking at?
2: you mean you're talking about emails or uh, just uh, yeah
1: you you said like taking up real estate and i go okay let's let's have you explain what that meant
2: well well i mean think about attention let me back that up and and talk about attention span so okay. you know attention span is for a human is you know like what 8 seconds um so in 8 seconds uh how much can you really take in? you know an email can be as long as you want it to be. A home page can be as long a catalogue can be as thick as you want it to be but but you really have a like eight seconds and to to engage somebody or you're gonna lose them so that means the space that the subject line the real estate that that takes up on somebody's phone. On somebody's uh, on somebody's screen, and the top part of the email, th- that's the most valuable real estate. The cover of a catalog, most valuable part. Um, the windows of a the front windows of a store, uh, lease line sign, most valuable real estate. So that's where we have to really focus our attention uh, if we want to make a difference. That's the first first line of contact.
1: So in our uh discussion about your song picking. You made a remark about he's got a new bag. We didn't talk about price. We didn't talk about anything. It was actually making appeal to something. Uh, So let me put you on the spot. Did you get to see that video that we put in our announcement from this morning? The one about the church tree? I did not. So I put that one in the announcement uh, simply because it, it intrigues me. This was a person uh, and I told folks, hey, we're not going to teach people how to do poetry tonight. That's, that's not part of it. Uh, but this was a person whose job is, he's an arborist. Okay, He's a service business. And his contract was to go somewhere up in New England and cut down a tree that was noted in the community. It was in the downtown. And as he's out in front of this tree getting ready to cut it down, know, it's a great video, all right. And there's, so there's words in this video, and this owner of this business that's coming to cut down a tree is reading a little free-form point that he has written about it. And he's saying, hey tree, sorry we had to cut you down. Thank you for what you've been. Thank you for things like marriage proposals underneath the tree and what you meant to people. And they showed pictures of books that were written about things that had happened underneath the tree. And I've used that several times when I've been teaching with people, and and I asked the question, when you see how this man presented his business, and they show it in the video while he's reading, they show you folks who are standing around and folks who are cutting down the tree, and he's still out there reading this whole bit. And I asked my audience, how many times do you think this man goes out and puts in a bid to do work? And I said, my answer is I don't think he does very often. I think because he's done a very good job verbally with the language that he's used of selling himself, of saying, I'm different, as compared to the person who's going to put, I'm in your neighborhood, and I'll cut down your trees or trim your trees for 20% off or something like that. And I go, this was a person who wrote it out, spoke Mm -hmm. it, but his message was so different and the way that it was different was so unique that people would take and want to do business with him just because yeah. he does things differently than other folks. And I, and I think that's what I, I'm hearing you say tonight. We want people to look at the message, however you deliver it. Boy, it's it's really got to hit home with folks. You know, and make, make them keep reading or looking or whatever.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I love that story, and I think it's a, it really is a is a great. Uh, illustration of what we're talking about because when when you when you drive folks to be emotionally connected with what you do um, you know that's that's the that's the hard work the, the the easy work is the discount the easy work is the is the offer the free shipping the shouting the bigger the better the the the, the, the harder work the the one that would last, the the one that the, the work that's going to actually bring you business uh, for for you know greater lifetime value in a more protracted relationship is is the is the is the kind of emotional connection that you just talked about. And there are brands that do that. And, and you know folks might find it extreme to to refer to Patagonia, for example. You know, people will engage with that brand regardless. They'll, they'll look for things to buy. Even if they don't need it or they don't want it or it doesn't suit them, they'll look for a way to patronize that, that brand because they feel such an affinity for their, their position. Um, there, there's, there, there are other brands that, that, that are that way as well. There's a, there, there's a brand called Reverb, and, it's, and it markets to musicians. And it's kind of a collective. It's kind of like a co-op. But they they send out emails. They have a website. And uh, and and the thing is, is they they know their audience. They they know how to emotionally connect with them. They it's the offer and the content. There there are videos. There's links to interviews. They really understand that audience, and they and they get them uh, in connected emotionally with with. Their messaging and with their content. So if you have a, a piece of musical equipment to buy, um, that's where you're going to go. People, you know, will, will, will defer to that before the, and, and pay more. And and it's hard. You know, it's it's really really hard to convince uh, someone who's trying to make a quarter, uh, trying to make the season. It's a more, it, it's a longer view strategy. This and what we're really talking about is selling your brand and and your brand difference and your positioning above a product-based offer. It's a brand-based offer, and and that has when that's successful, um, that unlocks a, a whole lot of stuff. That that, that you know, your lifetime value goes up, uh, your retention goes up, your margins go up. There's a lot of things that happen that are really positive when you can accomplish that connection with a customer, um, but it's also a longer and uh, a longer investment. You know, it's not a it's not a immediate gratification on the bottom line, and, and and so people tend not to to take that path.
1: Okay, well we'll ask you about that one. Let me write that one down. I want to ask about that part again. Uh, just as you were on the program last month, you know, we always take and uh, try to give people a moment to know, ooh, what's coming up in the next month's program. Here's what we got coming for next month. Next month, we've got a special guest coming to join us. This woman is a very prolific writer, uh, a tremendous student of retailing and our customers, Pam Danziger, are you listening to the program tonight?
4: Yes, I'm here with you.
1: Well, thank you for, for joining us and thank you for agreeing to come and be on next month's program. I uh, have known of your material for many years. I quote you. I suggest reading your books and uh, am thrilled that we have finally been able to make connections and get you to come and be with us. Of which, while you are an author of multiple books and speaking events, I, do I give you the most credit for saying you are like awesome on market research?
4: <laughs> I appreciate that because I started my career i mean i 'm trained as a librarian and started my career in in research and morphed into market research, so I was organizing other people 's information and then moved professionally into creating and organizing um, information that I thought you know that I knew businesses needed, and that is insights and understanding of who the customer is because. That is the key to success in all businesses, It's who your customer is, what they want, how they want it, and delivering it in, in, in the way that they want, they want to receive it.
1: So the first book that I read from you was um... – why People Buy Things They Don't Need. Do I remember the title correctly?
4: That's exactly right. And that, yeah. that, is, uh, that came from actually sitting in a meeting when I was in a, in a corporate um, environment. And, and the head of marketing uh, at that time, the vice president of marketing, asked that very same question. And, uh, and I mean, I had the answer, but I, I needed to write it in a book. I couldn't just give it in a, in a three-minute uh, discussion uh, at, the, at the table, the conference table.
1: And the latest Pam book that I have in front of me is Shops That Pop.
4: Yep, Seven Steps to Extraordinary Retail Success. And that, that was published, um, I guess, last year. And this year I'm coming out with a new one called Meet the Henrys, which is a profile of the high earners, not rich yet consumers, who are the, the future of the consumer market. They're the millennials that have money.
1: So as much as we don't know who the person was that uh, came up with the yuppies and the things like that, you've written many, many pieces of material that deal with these uh, high earners, not rich yet people, uh, that we hear people talking about attracting the millennial customer, but you've done something different in the way that you talk about here's how to take and market to these
4: people exactly it's it it really is all about psychology i mean you know per I, the consumer's perception of your brand of your business of what you're selling is your business reality. So what you really need to do is get inside the psychology of the customer and we have many different ways of looking at customers demographically you know age and, and income and so on We have and, and for small businesses it's where people live We have um, other other ways of looking at, at consumers and studying them by their purchase behavior and how they shop online, how much they spend, what they buy. But the most important aspect of the consumer and what, what, what retailers and marketers and brands really need to focus on is the psychology, what we in market research call the psychographics, is understand why people buy and what are their motivations. And if we get to the why, all the other things fall right into place.
1: So your book all of your books are ones that if people will read them we learn the secrets of the stores that you have found who know how to appeal to target customers and and get the right ones and as we as we were discussing the better you niche the more you get rich your your books deal with that aspect
4: Absolutely I mean I try I try to c- provide research information, I mean, provide some real depth and context around understanding the consumer, their their demographics, their purchase behavior, their psychographics. But then, I mean, the best messages, and I think often the greatest learning for some people, is to see examples, examples of retailers Who have nailed it and are in fact shops that pop, or in the case of Meet the Henrys, it's brands, um, both retail and and corporate brands that understand how to successfully, you know, how to succeed with these customers. So I I take you know different perspectives, but I always try to make it um, both, but with with information and data and context. As well as with content around examples of of brands that really and retailers that have really made it work.
1: So, we're going to invite everyone to join us for our next program. Pam Danzinger is going to come, and we're going to talk about Henry's, and we're going to talk about shops that pop and other neat things where when we read about this and Pam teaches us how to study it, we will all learn how to better market to our target customers, meaning you spend a whole lot less money on advertising that's being wasted going to who knows where because you're just talking to the masses and not getting the customer that you want to be in your business. Pam, we're glad that you could join us tonight, and we'll look forward to where you sit in the chair with us next month, and we'll talk about what you are best at doing, which is studying and teaching us. And we're glad that you could be here. Thank you. So Neil, back to you, sir. As yeah, going down yeah. The street again, talking about ideas of our marketing. You mentioned, um not the exact words. I was writing too quick. Delayed gratification.
2: <laughs> delayed. Uh,
1: and, a, well,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I guess what, what I'm what I'm talking about is investment. I mean, it's it's basically uh, when when i when i say that is you know in, in a small business environment it it is not as as prevalent but in in a large business environment where especially in a public uh environment um there 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 are mild mild posts that, that you need to arrive at on a on a prescribed time financially and what 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 happens is that you tend to forget about who you are and what you're best at and why you're in business, and you do whatever you need to do to hit that uh, hit that number, and that mindset that mentality really never builds a brand uh, that's based on what Pam was saying. I, I loved what Pam was saying. She she's talking about knowing your customer and the only way you're going to be effective is if you're saying something that is you know that is truly relevant and and and, it's, and it really that's how you yeah that's how you target but it's also how you speak creatively so so i i think that when when i talk about short sightedness um and and kind of a a more protracted strategy i'm talking about is the organization and the leadership in the organization and the and the champion of the brand willing to take a longer view and invest time and invest uh, uh you know, the the kind of uh data gathering that that, that Pam talks about, uh to, to learn who your audience is, to effectively message to them, and that will pay off in the long run. Um it is not going to be an immediate, I'm gonna put everything at fifty percent off and drive the top line number and uh and and, and look like you know, I'm, I'm going to deliver the quarter. This is more like I care about the brand. I'm going to drive it for long-term value, and and that's really what I mean by short-sightedness, or versus long-term.
1: So, from the things we've talked about tonight, a um, couple of questions. Most important aspects when I'm creating a uh, an, an email my customers. What what would you say most important factors I need to consider?
2: Um, for, for email, you know, I, I think that one of the things that, that you should do, if you've got a list that's large enough, um, you know, you should always you should always test something. So learning, uh, email is immediate, it's measurable, and so you should always be testing. So uh, when you're creating an email, think about you know what you what you believe is going to be the best message, the best offer, to express your proposition, and then. And then second guess it and test it against something. Have have some curiosity and have some uh, you know, some some energy behind learning from your, your email program. Um, you know, the other things are, are fairly obvious, you know, that, that you need to have a subject line that's disruptive. And here's here's the secret about subject lines. I've tested subject lines for years. And if you find one that works, if you find a a tactic that tends to get people to click and open that email, it's only going to work for a a period of time. And then it will become invisible. People will, uh, you know, they'll they'll blow by it. So when it comes to subject lines, keeping them fresh, keeping them changed up, uh, a value-driven one, uh, a newsy one, a whimsical one, uh, humor works, but but keeping it keeping it uh, fresh is key. Uh, the other thing is is uh, you know simplicity. Uh, make make sure that the uh, that, that the design, the messaging is easy. One of the things that we know uh, through testing is that people crave ease and simplicity. And they they also you know respond to to uh, design and uh, you know the fundamentals of of good eye flow, good design and active messaging. So I know that's kind of a long answer, uh, Tom, <laughs> to your no, question. But, it but another one, because
1: yeah. you talked about flow and easy. Uh, what percentage of emails? Are read on a phone as compared to being read on a a desktop or laptop.
2: That's that's an awesome question, and 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 here's here's the thing. It, it depends on on your brand, but but most brands it's a fifty percent and above. So so imagine when you're when you're creating a subject line, you got to think about not the first seven words, but the first three words, and when you are creating. Uh, uh, an, an email content and you're, and you're looking at that you've got you like your like you know you, you probably have a designer who's working on desktop of course they're not working they're not designing on their phone but most emails are going to be looked at on a mobile device or on, or, or on some kind of a uh, you know an iPad. So uh, that's something really to keep in mind. They might transact on a desktop. So you have to be really careful about the analytics. Because what you'll see is, you, yeah, these people are transacting through a website, but their first impression is going to be on their phone during their commute on the train. It's going to be on their iPad when they're doing something else in the kitchen. Um, but, but, and that's the place you're going to make your impression. But then when they're ready to transact, they may go, okay, well, I'm going to go sit down at my desktop. So all email content, subject lines, and all of that, think about how they're going to come through on a phone or a device. That's key.
1: Okay. Now, you mentioned in your three points about experimenting things. Am I going to be uh, off base if I boldly say if you are not learning something from an email campaign that you send out. When I call a campaign, it's like, hey, we send an email out to however many number of customers, whether it be all of them or part of them. If I'm not learning something to teach me how to improve the next one, am I failing
2: at that point? Well, I mean, failing's kind of a harsh... <laughs> okay, kind put of another harsh. word in there for me. <laughs> yeah. Am I, I being mean,
1: lazy? How about that? Am I yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, the, here, here's the thing. There's no reason that you... You don't need a lot of you don't need a lot of quantity, right? To test a subject line, um, to test content, you n- you need a bigger list. But but you should always be thinking about uh, uh, what you're going to learn from from your email. You're going to you, sh- you should really always do an A B situation. There's no there's no reason that you can't split your list, even if you have fifteen hundred customers. You know you can you can split a subject line and you can think about that. If you've got if you've got a bigger list. Do okay, something what do you, tra- what you say? Confront- what
1: are you telling me when you say split a subject line? What What am I doing?
2: Uh, what you're doing is is you're 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 going to uh, you're going to try two different approaches. You're going to try uh, value versus uh, news. You're going to try whimsy uh, versus uh, product specific. You're going to create two subject lines for the same segment and you're going to see which one gets opened more often and 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 again you know you, you you can't just take the winner and do it all the time but but you will collect you know you you'll collect intelligence about about how people are responding to how you put the words together it could be it could be as simple you know as testing a, an emoji in the subject line it could be as simple as as uh testing the word "new" in front of whatever you're saying or 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 testing active you know an active call to action uh, you know versus a passive statement I mean these things will help you visualize your 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 audience a little bit better and inform future campaigns
1: so they would be the same in email, what you're telling us the same as if I were taking. And uh, doing a piece of mailing to customers and saying, "Let's try the east side of my east of my store versus west of my store or east of my city, west of my city versus north versus south, that type of deal.
2: Yeah, I mean, I or think you're, whenever you're you saying can.
1: experiment to see what's happening. I, I'm
2: there. saying you know whenever you can. I mean the, the thing that is unique about emailing, uh, e- email specifically and, and really e ecom in general is it's flexible and it's measurable, and you can test very inexpensively. Um, you know, It's soft costs generally. Uh, when you're talking about mail and signage and moving things around uh, in a retail environment, it's expensive. So you use the, the, the e-com platform to, to help learn about your customer, learn about your audience, and help inform what you do in the other, in the other touch points and the other channels. Where it's more expensive, that's where that's where ecom really comes in uh, t- to be handy.
1: So our guest tonight has been Neil Schuler. Neil came to us from J Schmidt. J Schmidt's a specialty uh, boutique organization. Hope I get that right. Um, out of Kansas City area. You find him online. J S C H M I D. I invite you to go up, sign in, get their emails, read the stuff that comes from neat articles and they've got a nice size staff with lots of different things to teach you. Neil being the content person that he is, the expert on content, you can find Neil by writing to him N-E-A-L-S. Okay, Neil S at J S C H M I D dot com or if you can pick up that traditional old-style telephone and give them a call. Uh, it is 913-563-4474. And with that being said, we hit the 9 o'clock hour. Actually, a couple of minutes past it. Neil, I want to say thank you, sir. It's very kind. You have a lot to do, and you were gracious enough to come and spend an hour with us and share your knowledge. Uh, I appreciate that you would be so kind to do so.
2: Well, it's been my pleasure, Tom. I love talking about this stuff.
1: Well, I'll let you go have dinner since you're out on the West Coast and uh, say thanks for what you write. I enjoyed. it. I look forward to reading something in the future. Everyone, thanks for joining us tonight. Hope you'll be back with us for next month. And uh, it's time for our uh, traditional closing of the program. Thanks all for being here.
0: It has been our pleasure to share fresh ideas and trends from premier small business owners, coaches, and resources. Join Tom Shea and guests next month right here on Small Business Conversations from Profits Plus Solutions. This is PBN, the Profitable Business Network. Visit our website to learn more about us at profitsplus.org. There, you will find our catalog of small business conversations, articles and advisories, news, meeting planners, calculators, and resources. Also, we invite you to connect with Profits Plus Solutions on our various social media channels. Please like or connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, SlideShare, Twitter, and YouTube. We have links to all our social media channels on our homepage at profitsplus.org. Thank you for joining us.